Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,494. Less is more. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I am so revved up and excited to share with you today a very special guest, Max Girardo. He's calling in from across the pond in London. Max Girardo is the founder of Girardo and Company, where he and his talented team offer the most up-to-date and accurate market knowledge relating to the sourcing, selling, and valuation of classic cars. Working one-on-one with a growing list of loyal clients, he helps automotive enthusiasts and collectors source and sell vehicles, always matching the right car with the right enthusiast. Max works with a dynamic, experienced, and approachable team of professionals who work together to achieve successful results for buyers and sellers. As a market leader, they offer unique insights into the collector car industry and an array of resources that enable them to build trust with their new clients while extending long-term relationships with ambitious collectors. We'll be back in just a minute, but first a word from our valued sponsors that make Cars Yeah possible. We'll be right back. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you a Cars Yeah subscriber? If you're not, go to CarsYeah.com, click on the free book button, and I'll send you my free filler-up book. It's a very cool book I created of fuel filler fun, some very cool imagery, and great quotes from past guests here on Cars Yeah. Plus, you'll get my weekly email follow-up and my weekly blog. Just go to CarsYeah.com, click on the free book button, and I'll send it to you right away. Thanks for subscribing. Hello, Max, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Very, very, very much so. I've been looking forward to this for uh, for a while. It's been uh, it's been a, a long time coming. Absolutely, I'm so happy to have you here. Before we get started, would you tell our listeners maybe just a little bit about yourself and your business? Sure. So um, we started the business about four years now. Uh, four years ago, uh, I was the uh, auctioneer at uh, RM Sotheby's for uh, for about ten years. I had a Fantastic time there it was a great uh, great experience and uh, and after after ten years it was time to do uh, something different to take uh, you know all the experience from uh, from the big auction house and uh, and use it to do something which is still of course in the car world but something that's a little bit different from what we were doing before and a little bit more uh, bespoke so we're all about handling 
clients, having a personal relationship with clients, choosing the cars that we like to deal with and that uh, and that we're knowledgeable about, as opposed to just dealing with everything and trying and focus on the cars that we like and that we know, and also focus on the clients that we like and that uh, and that we know. Absolutely. You know, I'm really proud of what you've done, Max, because uh, I'll let our listeners know I met Max way back in 2011 in Paris at Retromobile when he was with Sotheby's. Uh, he was so kind to me, and we had such a fun time. And when I saw that he was launching his, his own business, I got really excited because that's what Cars Yeah is all about, is entrepreneurs, people who, who venture out on their own. So congratulations on what you've done you. in four very short years. This is no easy task, and we'll touch that in a little bit. But first, would you tell our listeners maybe one little thing that most people don't know about you, Max? One little thing that most people don't know about me. Well, I would tell you that most people don't know that my uh, first classic car that I uh, ever had is a Volks, was or is a Volkswagen Beetle. And most people don't know that I still own that Volkswagen Beetle today. Well, that's cool. <laughs> you know, uh, for many, as many guests as I've interviewed here, I always smile when the ones uh, who talk about their first car say they still have them because <laughs> I've often wished I still had my first fun car, which was a 67 Volkswagen Carmen Ghia. Ah, you oh, see, we've got things in common. Similar, similar. We do. And well, yeah, well, we both love cars. <laughs> except you sold you sold yours. <laughs> I know. I know. What's the deal? Well, I sold it to buy my first new car. It was a 79 Volkswagen Scirocco, the first series oh. when they came out. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. Uh, that that proved to be a fun car, but I've always kind of longed for that old, beautiful lines of those Gias to come back. Maybe, maybe one of these days. The problem is you get in those cars and they're a little bit slow. I I drive a nine eleven turbo these days, so I'm used to going a little bit faster. But <laughs> a, a, a uh, little bit well, slow is well, a bit of an understatement, I think, when it comes to those cars. <laughs> but we love uh, them anyway. Yeah, we do absolutely. Well, let's uh, start by talking about a success quote or a mantra that you have in your life or perhaps in your business, some kind of saying that's instrumental in forming what you do every day. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires spinning here on Cars. Yeah, so Max, take the wheel. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think uh, you know, one of the things that we always, one of the, the, the expressions that we're always throwing around in the office, one of the things that we're always uh, always saying is it's quite simple. It's, uh, it's very short, but, uh, but we always say less is more. Sometimes and often it's better, we think, to do less, but uh, but you do it better. So just three words, less is more. You know, I love that. My father was an architect, and uh, Mies van der Rohe, I believe, uh, was coined with that, a great designer about less is more. And yep. I've always thought that way. Uh, the way my wife and I live, our house is very modern, and it doesn't have, we don't have a lot of knickknacks laying around. Everything's very clean and simple and uncluttered, and sometimes my kids' friends would come over and go, Where's all your stuff? <laughs> My mom has like every little collectible everywhere, but I like that clean look and I love less is more. Probably why I love German sports cars like Porsche and so forth. Go. But yeah, I, yeah, many times you don't need to clutter things up. Well, I would love for you to share and go a little bit deeper into your business. Let our listeners know exactly what you guys do for your clients, how you service clients. I know you just got back from Paris or Retromobile. Exactly and right. And, and we've had an anniversary of when we first met. <laughs> Abs well, there you go. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's a little scary how long ago that was. Time is flying by. But but kind of dive, take a deep dive in your business. I really want you to share with our listeners who you are, what you do. So for those folks out there that might be looking for a car, looking to sell a car, they know where to go. 
Yeah, sure. We're based in London, in England. We have a, uh, a small showroom in the in the centre of London at the moment. We've got about six or seven uh, cars downstairs. I'm actually sitting in between the cars uh, right now. We've got a very a really nice sort of seating area so that uh, our clients can come and uh, have a have a coffee and sit around and hang out with the um, in and amongst the uh, the cars. We buy, sell um, everything to do with uh, with classic cars. So we source uh, cars for clients. Uh, our clients are really from, I can say they're all over the world, absolutely international, be it, you know, America, be it all over Europe, uh, Japan. We're in London because it's a central point. It's an easy place to to get to. But it certainly doesn't mean that our clientele is based in London or in England. It's a, definitely a very, very international clientele from all over the uh, all over the world. What we really focus on is cars and the histories. We're, we're very passionate about researching cars, researching where they come from, putting together histories of the um, of each of the cars that we offer. Where we really like to delve into the backstories of all the uh, uh, of all the cars and to get to know our clients really well, so that we can match up the right car to the right person and make sure that the clients have the car that they want or that they're missing in the collection. Sometimes clients will call and say, what do you think I should have or what, which direction should we go in, which is quite fun to have these discussions when you have 10 cars or five cars or 20 cars, 50 cars. What do you get next? Um, what's the next car that, uh, that you want to get? So it's all about really people being our clients and the, um, uh, and the cars. You know, the market is changing pretty rapidly these days. What's maybe one thing that you're seeing that's happened in the last maybe three to four years since you started your business that's changed? For, for sure, the, the market is, is changing. And, and I think it's uh, healthy. It's good that it's, uh, that it's changing in the sense that there is no market that only ever stays the same, whether it's housing market, whether it's stocks and shares, whether it's gold, markets uh, markets do change. And uh, and I think there's a big difference with the way that people look at cars and buy cars. Three or four years ago, even, we were really in a very bullish market. Prices were, were going up and things were moving a lot quicker. And people were, oh, I thought people sometimes were just buying cars because, you know, I better buy one now because it's going to be more expensive in six months or 12 months or, you know, in the future, whereas now uh, prices aren't going up as much or aren't accelerating as uh, as quickly, so we're gone uh, back to basics, which I think is great. You know, people buying cars because that's the car I want to own and that's the car I'm going to enjoy driving, uh, as opposed to get on the bandwagon because because uh, this car is going to go uh, go up in value. So there's a real difference in the way people choose their cars and also the speed at which uh, transactions happen now. People are more Think about the cars more, and and think about you know, is it the right one? Is this the one that I that I want? Because it's not, it's it's much less of a financial proposition. Well, I think this is a healthy thing because when finances get into the mix of collector cars, it drives prices up sometimes somewhat artificially, although it's real when you have to write the check. Yeah. But now it seems like people are buying what they really love and what they want, and also of exactly. course demographics are changing as us baby boomers. You're a young guy. I'm an older guy, but as those baby boomers old, get older. Uh, did I say that I'm getting older? I think I did. And thankfully, I am. The alternative is pretty There we go. Good. Yeah, it's true. Actually, uh, the alternative is not so good. Yeah, <laughs> not so good. Yeah, but the fact that our, our thoughts are changing, our lifestyle's changing, and how we want to use 
and enjoy these vehicles is changing as well. So I think it's a healthy move. It's a, it's a very healthy move. It is an exciting, it's an exciting time. You know, if you look back a little bit further, you know, it's great. Things do change. If you look back a bit, a bit further, say 20 years ago, cars that are desirable now certainly weren't very sought after even 10 years ago. But now, you know, even just eras of cars, 90s cars, people are paying paying more attention to 90s, 2000s, uh, cars from the 2000s where before they weren't really collector cars or they didn't have that, uh, that, that status. Whereas now they are those, the younger, as you say, the younger generation, uh, initially they have different interests and also interests from different countries. We are, we're in the lucky position to have sort of quite a international client base. And, and we see that, you know, clients, whether they be from the Middle East are very different from client from, from Europe and, and the cars that they want to look at and aspire to, to own. And then it's a learning, a learning process. You know, it's funny. I was looking at a sort of a, report uh, a book about auction sales from the 1970s and and uh, in the early 70s the most valuable car ever sold at auction which i thought was really interesting was a rolls royce uh, silver ghost from uh, uh, 1912 now a rolls royce silver ghost is certainly not the most valuable car you know ever uh, ever ever sold at auction now obviously we know it's the it's a 250 gto but in 10 years time 20 years time maybe something will overtake that uh, maybe there'll be oh, a more sure modern car that uh, yeah. you know Everyone talks about the McLaren F1. Uh, that will be the, the the next GTO, but maybe there'll be another car that will be the uh, the most uh, most valuable car of us all. Absolutely, time definitely changes things. Well, let's talk about some of these many roads you've gone down. I'd love to ask you a question about a big challenge or even a big failure you faced along the way in your business or your life. The real lesson here, though, is the lesson, the lesson learned, and how you came out of that situation in a positive way. So, if you could take us there. And then tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your career, your business, in your life. Yeah, you know, actually, um, you mentioned, um, uh, we were talking before, and you mentioned uh, you lost your father so three, you said three, about three years ago. Three, um, yeah, almost yeah. three years ago, yes. Yeah, and uh, interesting, I lost my father probably about four or five years ago, four years ago, actually. Um, maybe, maybe maybe four and a half years ago. And it was actually uh, quite a, a challenging time um at the moment but it's uh it sort of uh made me realize sort of things can happen no, nothing is uh is is forever um we spent a lot of time together we did a lot of rallies together and it was a very sort of a uh, sudden thing it happened from you know spokesman in the morning and then the uh in the evening it was gone and quite difficult but on the flip side it's actually the time that it made me think and i thought to myself you know what if there's things that you want to do or or something that you've always wanted to do now is the time to do it. He sort of gave me the impetus, the courage to actually then start this business. It was sort of almost like the 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 little push that I needed to make myself realize that, you know, you don't want to wait forever. You just sometimes you just gotta go do what you need to do. He always my father always said to me that one of his regrets was to not have started his own business uh, sooner. So I thought to myself, gosh, look and uh and look at what's happened. So it was a challenging time, but that actually motivated me to to do something great. It turned into probably a, a huge positive for me and it's sort of life-changing for me and the whole team. Well, what a wonderful legacy for your father to leave behind and, and my condolences. I understand the feeling and going through. You lost your father at a much younger age than I did. My father was 84 and uh, had been ill for a little bit, but still when it happens is rather shocking. But I know that he was here visiting me the week before he passed and we didn't know he was going to pass that quickly. He was He was okay. And I remember sitting with him and thankfully I flew my kids in and we spent a week together. Wonderful week. It was raining all week. 
And we decided not to go out. We stayed home. We did a bunch of really fun things. I mean, everything from board games to doing some research on our family lineage, found out some very fascinating things. Yeah, yeah. We built a huge family tree and found out that we had some pretty unique people in our family lineage. But one of the things he told me during that time is, is he said, you know what, Mark? He said, you've got to go out and do things. He said, you there know, you reach the end of your life. Uh, the last thing you want to say is shoulda, woulda, coulda. Exactly and right. So, yeah. So exactly your father right. left you as mine did uh, left me. And I told Max in our pre-show chat, my father's middle name was Max. So every time I say your name, Max, I get a little <laughs> goosebumps on my arms. But um, it's nice to, to nice to nice to hear that. It gives it gives someone a little bit of a memory. That's that's really nice. Absolutely. Let's take a short break and uh, I'll wipe a tear from my eye here. Hard to think back about my dad sometimes. And we'll take a short break, thank our sponsors, and we'll be right back. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car, have two cars, or 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYA and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting. But what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. All right, Max, we are back. I would love for you to share a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. You talked about doing things with your father with cars, rallies, tours, which is absolutely phenomenal. My father got me my start in cars by buying a 1949 MGTC when I was just five years old. I'll always remember riding around in that car with him. So tell us about a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a car guy. 
that's that's you know it's it, that's it's exactly you know you and I think share a really similar story. My my dad was uh, was a young man. He was doing rallying in uh, in in Italy, and I had the I had the pictures at home of him uh, rallying and and the stories about. I mean, when I say rallying, it was very very much amateur uh, rallying. It was just a a young eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old kid going out in the car pretending to be a rally driver but uh, but the stories were so romantic the the photos and and you know I grew up in um in uh, southeast asia until the age of about uh, 12 so singapore wow. thailand hong kong and you know in singapore or in indonesia and jakarta there wasn't really a car scene but but my dad always had one special car where you know originally from italy we'd always go back to italy for or i would for summer and he would come and join and we always had one special car that uh, that he would keep in uh, in Italy that we'd use over over the summer so it was that it was always like looking forward to going to you jump go for a ride in uh, in some form of an abarth of always italian of course but some some form of a of an abarth it always sort of i just got the bug and i always thought to myself gosh one day when i you know when i get my driving license i want to go and do a um go and do some rallies or go and do some some competition i never i never never aspired to be a Formula One world champion, but I, I wanted to get behind the driver's seat and, and drive a racing or a, or a sports car. And it was like a, an ambition. And, you know, one of the best was the first time that I did get my driving license and my dad and we went to do a, a tour with, um, um, with like the, the, I was lucky enough, he, you know, and then with a Ferrari owner's club and a tour in his, uh, in his, in his Ferrari and, and, and Ooh, in, a, in a 355. And, and he let me drive. And oh, yeah. to me, it was like amazing. Me, my dad, <laughs> my first sort of, really special car that I get to uh, get to drive and I always thought I would I would love cars stay in the in the car world and then just it went on from there in that I was offered the opportunity to work in the car world and it was in a, you know I always thought I'd end up working in a in a bank or at a hotel or in a you know an office job of some description but never would I have the opportunity to, to work in the car world and it, and it probably started all of this Ryan, so that all probably started from those summers Looking forward to going back in the summer to drive in, in as I said, one or some description of a, of an Abarth or 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 some small Italian buzz box that uh, that he would keep in Europe. Planted some seeds that sprouted yeah, yeah. and grew, so I there think that's go. fantastic. Well, let's talk about your first really special car. You mentioned earlier that Volkswagen, but maybe we talk about something that you got in your life that you went, man, always wanted this. Is what I've always wanted. This is so cool. What was that? Maybe share a memory you have about that ride. One memory that I really, really sort of have so, so so vivid is, and it's not a car I owned uh, at all, but you know, working in the car world, being lucky enough to huh? drive a lot of cars, oh, yeah. sell a lot of cars, oh, yeah. a lot of cars, and and as probably in so many of the minds of of, of classic car dealers, auctioneers, you all have this uh, this uh, this want or or would like to one day sell a Ferrari 250 GTO, which I was. Super lucky to to been handled, been involved, and and sold the car to quite sort of well known to Chris Evans. Oh yeah, but, I know but, that car. Yep, yep. So sold the car to Chris Evans, and and he every year organized a charity uh, event where he would take out seven of his classic classic cars. And the year that he organized it, he said, Max, this year, let's say the GTO. I said, what would you what would you mean? Like four days of driving around England, and he's like, yeah, you drive. You take the GTO. Mm. Um, we we went to, oh to Fluxton. We did hot laps. <laughs> I have to say, like, yes, owning my first car was amazing. When I bought my first rally car was amazing. But and I didn't own it. It wasn't mine, of course. But to be handed the keys for a 250 GTO and for Chris to say, "It's a car. Drive it. Drive it for the next four days." Um, you follow on the tour or lead the tour out. It was such a 
memorable experience. It was, and you know, and the value goes completely out of your mind, but that's probably one of the, and it wasn't like a particularly special road. It's not like I was driving in, you know, the, the, the Alps or the Grand Canyon or, but it was, you know, it wasn't just a drive. It was living with a car, driving it every day for four days. I mean, talk about a memory that I'll never, ever forget. So I think it, it trumps me buying my very special car that I, you know, always wanted or always lusted for. It was, it, it was quite something. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I can tell in your voice there. I I can't even imagine that. I got tossed the keys to a uh, uh, SWB, 250 SWB, oh, there we go. Uh, while at the, at the Cavallino event. In fact, in one day, I got tossed the keys to two. 250 short wheelbase Ferraris. <laughs> you had a waiting list, did you? <laughs> people I had never met that just said, take it for a drive. And I'm Isn't just great? like, are you, are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, this is the great thing about car people. Well, speaking of car people, I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit here, Max, and ask you a question I'll bet nobody's ever asked you. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself manifested as a vehicle, what would Max be and why? That is definitely, definitely a question that no one has ever, ever, ever asked me. <laughs> so I'm going to have to try and narrow it down here. So, so okay. for sure, um, I'll tell you, I would, I would be an Italian car because I, I feel like my roots are, are in Italy. I know maybe I don't sound Italian. Maybe I don't, uh, I don't sort of look Italian, but for sure, for sure, it'd be an Italian, um, uh, Italian, okay. Italian car. Uh, it would be, um, I'll try and refer to myself as young. Okay. But that's probably me trying to trying to kid myself. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> From my side of the fence, Max, you're a young man. Yeah, so don't worry. Worry. <laughs> um, yeah, I will say young. I will say sporty. Something that yet is sort of friendly to drive in the sense that you're not intimidated to get um, to get behind the wheel. I mean, it's, I feel like it sounds pretentious to say that. I'd like to be like a like a short wheelbase, you know. You just mentioned the the, the short wheelbase, yeah. But, but sort of would like to be if you take the value side out of it, because it's Italian, yeah. it's beautiful, it's 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 like a nice thing to look at. It's a friendly car, like anyone can drive, get in it and drive it, and and hopefully it's got uh, it's got a sporty tie to it. So um, yeah. So yeah. I don't want to at the risk of sounding pretentious. I'd like to be like a like a short wheelbase in the car world. I like it. That's although there's not 150 of me. There's only one of me. <laughs> well, that's okay. Yeah, there's only one of all of us. We're all pretty special. So uh, I'll go with that one. I think that's a great answer. Well, we are entering what I call the last lap. A little bit of a lightning round here. I'm going to fire off a series of questions, ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of that 250 SWB uh, <laughs> throttle. So here we go. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? You know, exercise. The older I get, the more I like to focus on it, and and I try and get out there. Certainly, I try to do every morning, but sometimes you fall off the wagon, as they say. But but definitely, focuses the mind. It keeps you de-stressed. It just it's key. You feel good. You can yeah. do more. You, that's what you got to do. Well, I'm going to use that as some inspiration. I could certainly use more exercise. So when I get up every morning, I'm going to say to myself, "What would Max do right now?" Yeah, there we go. Go do exercise. Something. Go Take exercise, care of even if it's a little bit. No good if yeah, there just we go. a little bit, a walk or something. Anything. How about if Just you could, right yeah, yeah, it's important. How about if you could have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? You know, that's, that's, I, I always, and again, I keep harping it, but you'll see all my answers relate back to, to Italy. And, and I don't, again, don't want to sound boring and maybe everyone, but I, I, I always wonder what was 
Enzo Ferrari really like you know everyone says he was intimidating everyone says you know he was uh, he was sort of scary and not particularly chatty so it might not be a very interesting oh, very interesting dinner but not maybe like the most fun dinner but but I have to say you know tell me who would dude I'd love to have dinner with him and just what was it what was he really like he really was a genius but what was he what was he really like right yeah that would be fascinating for sure. Now, how about the best automotive advice you've ever received from somebody else when it comes to buying and selling collectible cars? You know, a long, um, a long, 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 long time ago, um, probably when I was almost not even in the, um, in the business. A long, yeah, there long you go. time ago. Long, long time ago. <laughs> it was going to buy a, a, a new car, my sort of a, a, the first new car that, um, that I was going to buy. And, and what do you buy and what do you not buy? And do I buy a Honda? Do I buy a Fiat? And, um, a friend of mine who's not into cars really at, at all. So it's quite good to give you, quite interesting to give you the best advice from someone that's not really into cars. But he said to me, it was just sitting around. It's like, oh, I don't know what to do. What do you do? And and he said to me, "Well, which one do you like? Which one is going to make uh-huh. you give you more satisfaction?" And you know, I sort of, in a weird way, I didn't realize at the time, but it sort of stuck with me. You know, what do you like? And I, and I think I just over the years and over selling cars and cars getting more valuable and people buying, 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 and some people making some some great deals and 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 it's come back to me sort of in recent years. And and I so often find myself saying to saying to people. Buy the one that you like. Don't, don't, don't. Like, is, is it going to make you happy when you when you go and 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 see it? Is it going to give you pleasure? Because if you buy the one that you like, you'll always be happy with it, and you'll never sell it unless someone obviously gives you sort of a ridiculous price. But it, it'll it'll make you happier. So I never realized at the time when he when he said it, and then recently he's come back and it reminds me. And I thought, and it's something that I find myself saying to lots of other people: like, don't don't buy what everyone else wants. Buy the one that you like that's going to make you happy. Yeah, it's it's vitally important. And I'll tell listeners out here, I'm not a big time collector buyer, but I've had a handful of what I call collector or toy cars over the years, one extra car to go out and have fun with. And every one of those cars I have made a lot of money on, either doubled or tripled the value, but I didn't buy them for that reason. I bought them because I loved them. And this is a trend that I keep seeing over and over again with my listeners and are my guests here on Cars Yeah, and also on my other podcast I do with Keith Martin, Buy, Sell, Hold, of which we're going to be having Max on, by the way, in the future, um, is buy the car you love because if the market goes down and you're stuck with it, you don't want to be stuck with something you don't like and it's something you won't go out and drive. So that's it's excellent advice and it really holds true this day and age. Unless you really know what you're doing and you have a business in buying and selling cars and knowing where values are, buy what you like. That's really and, and you know what? And even within our own business, we buy and sell cars. But I even find myself we sort of you end up we end up buying the ones that we like, you know, um, yeah, not that, you the ones that we know. So even even when it comes down to business, it it it, it works better that way. Even for me, from a business side, I can I know more about them because I like them. I can sell them better. I can get the better ones because I like them because I become more knowledgeable. And it's so much easier to talk to someone about something that you're passionate about and like. So instead of me, and you know, it's not that I I like all cars, but it's just, you know, nothing, I don't have anything against the 1904, you know, Clement Panard, but I don't know much about it. I'm not as passionate about it. I'm much better at, you know, going to find a 60s sports car or a, or a racing car from, from you know, modern racing car because I like them. So sure. so it, it oh, ap- yeah. applies to not only to collecting, but to business. It's just, it's a simple rule, but someone that people should really, really stick to. Apply your passion. How about a resource? Is there a resource that's a, a regular go-to for you that you think our listeners would enjoy? It used to, I found myself 
using that terrible resource. It's actually a very good resource, but they're called, called Google <laughs> to oh, look man, for information. Like but actually, I really make a point. And I, we have books. We've got lots of books. We've got a, a huge library. And there is something, it, maybe it's not as fast, maybe it's more, but there is something so is it romantic or so satisfying of flicking through a car book, uh, which I feel like people don't do that enough. You just flick through, look at the pictures and read the story because you'll, you'll read about other cars on the way to finding out things that you want to know about your car. And I think that it's something that, uh, that we tend to just enter things into Google to find out what's this or what's that. But yeah, do that. Of course, information, there is information on the internet, but nothing beats buying a book and reading about the car that you want to know or, or finding the information. If you have, if you're lucky enough to have a, to have a library, I can tell you I'm sitting here surrounded by books and auction catalogs because we, we really value them. Yeah, absolutely. Books are great. Well, nice segue to my next question here, Max. And that is, is there one book you would like to recommend that you've read, perhaps recently, that you think our listeners should crack open and read as well? You know, probably quite uh, quite late, but um, but we um, uh, recently got time in two seats. Ah, oh my gosh. Uh, you know, and then probably too late. And I know that it's, it's not like it's a new book. And I know that everyone's been talking about it for a, a long time. But I have to see, I have to say, I, I can't even tell you that I've read it. I've been so sort of uh so 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 enthralled by looking at all the pictures and 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 uh, it, it's just it's it's something it's that you should have at home it's insane yeah it's expensive it's incro- and it's insane yeah <laughs> i remember when that came out um janos Whip- whitfin i believe whitfin exactly right exactly right exactly yeah, right like only because i looked yeah, at it just the other day yeah, and I remember when it came out and I bought it. And back then when it came out, I think it was like two or $300. And my wife goes, what the hell? You're spending that much on a book? But I said, this is an incredible resource. Now I believe they're up to like $720 or something like yeah. that. Um, yeah. Yeah, but they're marvelous resource. And it, it's just fascinating history. Yeah, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. It's- you know, I said, I'm not going to read. I, you know, I could read a, a bit of it. You know, every every week or every day, depending on how how busy you are. But you just immerse yourself in the book and it and it. The writing's great. The photos are fantastic. It and it puts you back in that time. So yeah. probably because it's, I've just gotten into it, but it's I know it's expensive, but it's it's if you can get one, it's you'll never regret it. Yeah, yeah. They may. I'm not. I'm sure they're out of print. Probably yeah. right now, but yeah. I'm sure yeah. you can find them out there. Amazon or eBay. Places. Here you come. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll remind our listeners, you can find all these wonderful resources that Max has shared with us today on his very own Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Max, and I'll spell his last name, G-I-R-A-R-D-O, into the search box, and it'll pop right up. All right, Max, we're almost there. We're up to what I call the checkered flag here. But this last question can be a bit of a doozy for a guy like you who've, who's been able to experience so many magnificent cars. Anybody who had the keys tossed to them for a 250 GTO and said, Hey, go spend three days and have some fun. Uh, might already have the answer to this question, but we'll see where we go. I'm going to buy you any cool collector card that exists today. Doesn't matter who owns it, where it is. I'm going to bring it to your garage there in London so that you can enjoy it. However, there are some rules to this game since I'm writing the check. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with or fund your business. You have to keep it and you have to drive it. No garage queens allowed around here. But here's the kicker for you, Max. It's the only one collector car that you can own and have in your garage. So choose wisely, my friend. 
that's like it's the it's the impossible question and and of course of course you know, it is it depends it depends on which day you um you um you you ask well, me let's and, just, and let's just say today i'm just ask you can change tomorrow i'll buy you another one tomorrow okay okay, okay. Yeah. well yes i can tell you let me tell you what i would have had yesterday i would have definitely 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 there was a there was about a, an afternoon of real real sunshine so i'd have definitely had uh, and having come back, you know, just come back from uh, from Retromobile, where we where there was an amazing displays of uh, of Alfa Romeos, I would have oh. definitely had an Alfa eighty. Like there was, yeah. there was no doubt about it. Um, you know, walking back from Retromobile, I thought that's what you want. You want you want to feel the grit in your teeth. You want the wind in your yeah. in your hair. Yeah. You want to feel the gear change. And I thought you know it's the ultimate, right? But then of course, walking back from the from the display of ACs, walking back to our stand where we we had our our cars, I came across. Um, uh, it's funny that you say this because I, I, it was going through my head and I came across the most unbelievable display of McLaren F1s. And you think, well, hang on a second, a McLaren F1 three-seater. <laughs> there is, you know, such a rare car. You, what, it, like that V12, the, the pedigree, there was, it was the Le Mans winning McLaren F1. I mean, probably the very last car that you can, you won Le Mans and you can still drive it on the road. I mean, how cool is that? But of course, there's always that, that unbelievable drive. That I um uh, uh that I had in the um uh, in the GTO. So yeah. so it, those are okay. So so I've I've cheated. I've I've given you three. If I had to narrow it down, um, yeah, just for to, today. Uh, to three, I mean, those just are some today, pretty cool cars. You know, <laughs> you know what? Just just today because on a bit of a kick, I would I would have that Alfa Romeo HC um touring spider. That's it. That's oh, what I have oh, today. The spider. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. No kidding. Well, this is very interesting because. Uh, I was just talking with Keith Martin yesterday. We were recording a show with Mark Hyman for Buy, Sell, Hold. And I remind our listeners, that's a new podcast that I started with Keith Martin from Sports Car Market Magazine. We do it every Tuesday. And Mark Hyman, of course, has uh, Hyman Limited. He buys and sells cars here in the U.S. And that's the car that he picked of all the cars he's owned and driven. And Keith said something. He said, well, that's the car every big-time collector has or want to have in their Mm -hmm. collection. And for those listeners out there that aren't as familiar, everyone knows about Ferrari GTOs, McLaren F1s. If you don't know about the Alfa Romeo 8C, especially the Touring Spider, and I have a beautiful picture. I took a one on the lawn at Pebble that was a black, dark black color, just stunning, stunning car. Oh, my gosh. Well, you picked something pretty cool there, Max, and you're not a cheap date today. That's for sure. (laughs) That is an expensive car. But you know what? If anybody knows how to get their hands on one, it would be Max Gerardo and his team, I would encourage all you listeners to go to his website, Gerardo, G-I-R-A-R-D-O and company. Check out what he has to offer. Follow along with him on all his different social media. Uh, he and his team are having some fun. And uh, Max, that's the, that's the important been, thing, right? Gotta have fun. And it was yeah. fun to talk to you. Well, I really appreciate you taking some time out. I was teasing Max because I, I first la- uh, sent him an email back when he launched his business. And he said, well, I'm not, I'm just getting started. Bear with me. And I've been chasing him a while. And what did you say to me? I said, well, I la- finally landed you uh, referring to you as a fish, which maybe isn't a good thing, but you know what I mean. And you said, well, sometimes the best things are worth waiting for. So there we uh, go. <laughs> nicely said. And this definitely was, Max. I, I want to remind the listeners again, you can follow along with him. I've got links on his, his page on the Cars yeah website. Max, thanks for being so generous today, calling in from across Pleasure. the pond with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your life. I would encourage my listeners again to watch for Buy, Sell, Hold because Max is going to be on that show coming up in the future. Until we talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Take care. Thank you very much for all your time. You're welcome. 
Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, this is Mark Green. If you love the Cars Yeah podcast, I have something new for you. I've teamed up with Keith Martin, a collector car market expert and the editor of Sports Car Market Magazine to create the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast. Buy, Sell, Hold is the essence of collecting. Together, we take you on an educational ride into the collector car market, talking with industry experts, helping you navigate your collector car journey so you know when to buy, sell, hold. We talk with seasoned experts, who buy, sell, and hold investment vehicles, and they'll share their insider secrets on how they make their buying decisions when it comes to making these important investments. You'll find the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast on the Cars yeah! website, on the Sports Car Market website, and if you're a podcast app subscriber to Cars yeah! Buy, Sell, Hold will come right to your mobile device, just like the Cars yeah! podcast, automatically. Join Keith Martin and me on a great new venture on the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.